Jeremiah's ministry extended from 627 B.C. until 575 B.C., which was 11 years after the final siege and destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. His call came at age 21, and like Moses, resist God's summons by a series of valid, to Jeremiah, objections. While Jeremiah is pondering God's offer, he's made conscious of a divine call by having a hand touch his mouth, and we hear a voice saying, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. God promises to provide the called ones with his words. In Matthew 10, 20, Jesus says, and I quote, For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking for you. End quote. Jeremiah is guaranteed he will be given the message and protected from his hearers. <clears throat> the message is nearly identical to that of Isaiah. Give up your idols and child sacrifice and return to me. But the entire country rejected the message. Relatives disowned him, and he was persecuted by everyone he knew. Question, could that happen here? Quote, 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share God's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when the glory is revealed. End quote. A weeping prophet could not get anyone to do anything. He was unsuccessful and was persecuted for his message of judgment and love. His deep love for his people reflected God's view and God's heart, but there was anger and judgment, but also always love. Men from his hometown of Amathoth plotted against Jeremiah to kill him. They did not like the message of repent or be destroyed. So if you don't like the message, kill the messenger. Apparently, some of his own family were involved in that plot. <clears throat> but Jeremiah was warned, and it appears he moved to Jerusalem to avoid the plot. When making the covenant with Israel, as recorded in Deuteronomy, God listed all the things he would do in the nation's behalf, if, and only if, they obeyed and gave the allegiance to him. This covenant also contained a number of curses that would be visited upon the nation if they went their own way and failed to obey Jehovah. One of the curses was drought, and it was delivered to the point that men and women, men and animals, became distressed. God had also called Jeremiah to celibacy, so he was to have no children or family. This was a sign from God to Judah as a warning to the fact that in time to come, there would be no children in the land. There would be disease, there would be famine, and there would be a sword. God continued to use Jeremiah in one object lesson after another to get Judah's attention, but to no avail. He takes leaders down into the Valley of Hinnon, where they have performed worship by child sacrifice to the god Moloch and have the word from God that prophesizes they would turn to cannibalism, which they did in the final siege of Jerusalem. In chapter 25 comes the prophecy of exile, quote, 
Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not obeyed my words, behold, I will send all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. I will devote I will devote them to destruction and make them a horror, hissing, and everlasting desolation. Moreover, I will banish them from the voice of the mirth and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the grinding of the millstone and the light of the lamp. This whole land shall become ruin and a waste. These nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then, after 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation in the land of the Chaldeans for their iniquity, and describes the Lord, making the land an everlasting waste. End quote. The priest, the false prophets, and the people call for Jeremiah's death and drug him to the temple for a trial and sentenced him to death. Jeremiah's defense was simple. I spoke only the word of God and reminded them that God had offered to rescind their judgments if they give up their idols and vile worship practices and turn back to him. At the moment of decision, some of the wiser secular authorities stepped in and prevented the execution. In chapters 30 through 33, Jeremiah forecast the hope for the future, as Judah would be restored. Within these chapters is the prophecy... <laughs> testimony of two events widely separated in time, much like Isaiah in 61 that forecast the first and second coming of Christ. There is a glorious new covenant of 31, 33, 34, where God will put his law in the mind and then write it on their heart. And this occurs during the siege of the Babylons and the Jeremiah has been put in prison for telling the people to surrender. You will go into captivity, yes, but you will be spared and will be returned to the future. But it gets worse. Because of his continuing message to surrender, he is grabbed and thrown into a cistern to die of starvation. By God's grace, God did say, I will protect you. An African emissary from the king's court got permission to save him. Jeremiah is immediately returned to house arrest. In chapter 39, the wall is breached and Jerusalem is taken. The king's sons and all of Judah's nobles are immediately executed. But Jeremiah was treated kindly and given protection. A crowning in-your-face rebuke was spoken by the Babylonian captain of the guards when he stood at the main gate and repeated God's final judgment against Judah. A few of the Judean military were in the field at the time of Jerusalem's capture. They came to the newly appointed governor and were given amnesty if they would obey the king of Babylon. God, through Jeremiah, had repeatedly told the Jews, Submit, and you will survive. The word spread quickly, and people who had fled to nearby countries came pouring back into the country in time for the harvest. However, one of the surviving commanders came to Mizpah, the new seat of government, killed the governor, fellow Jews, Babylon soldiers, and fled, taking many Jews with him. The renegade group was pursued and intercepted, and all the fellow Judeans released. In this group was Jeremiah and Baruch, his secretary. 
This surviving group soon became concerned about Babylonian revenge. Through Jeremiah, they asked God what to do. God told them plainly to stay in your country, submit, and I will take care of you. However, their fear was so great that they would not believe God. So they traveled to Egypt, taking Jeremiah and Baruch with them, presumably against their will. Chapters 46 through 51 are God's judgment of other nations and came the last of Jeremiah's prophecies. Chapter 52 is a historical supplement believed to be written by Baruch 25 years later to testify to the truthfulness and the integrity of Jeremiah's faithful service as a prophet of God. Love is tested when it is not returned. The 51st chapter contains a sermon of love for those who persecuted Jeremiah. Psalm 145, 18 through 20. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears the cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. Good day.